We're talking madness. You want to talk complete madness? Moran Chevrolet has mad deals going on right now. You can get a 2024 Silverado, only $359 a month. That's a 24-month lease, $999 down. And Silverado's perfect for hauling whatever you need, whether that's work or those spring projects that always add up. Moran has shipments arriving daily. That means they're going to have the vehicle you're looking for. Score your best deal. It's MoranExpress.com or on Gratiot, north of 15 Mile in Clinton Township. Moran Chevrolet, where you always get the best price, period. Chevrolet, together, let's drive. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. All right, cash the ticket with you. It is the Black Friday Football Primer Special Deluxe. Why? Because Heaven and I are here and no one else is. It's exciting. <laughs> We've already given you, by the time you hear this, some of the other games will have kicked off, but we gave you a Thanksgiving Day and Friday Primer, college and pro. We're doing the same this week. Next week, we return to normal. College episode, NFL episode, the whole bit. But with cookies letting the world know he's on vacation because he never leaves social media, from what Evan tells me. Um, <laughs> he needs to leave. Just take a break, man. Just get away. Uh, but Jim will be back next week, and we resume the madness. So, couple of notes. I have a quick review I want to get your opinion on. Okay. You have a question for me. I do. Uh, in the post-Thanksgiving haze that is Black Friday, and then I am going to run down college and pro plays uh, so it'll be a little bit more streamlined than usual. But I want to read this review to you. And I was very pleased at this. This is from Anonymous169. Evan Jenkins. Guys, I like Evan Jenkins' input the last few episodes. If he could be involved more often, I think it would be a good thing. Also, love the, his golf picks. Keep them up in 2024. Evan exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Don't bullshit me. Did you write that? No, I did not. Okay. I can promise you that. Here's my question. There will be more golf picks, too, because guess what? Tiger Woods is back, baby. Okay. He's back. No. No, he's distinctly not back. (laughs) Not back. Uh, Question for you. What would it take to get a third microphone in this studio? Probably about 100 bucks. (laughs) That's it? (laughs) I don't... Like, so right now, people are probably noticing a little different look to the video. I'm transitioning all the cameras. We've got a little switcher. It actually it actually might not be even that much. Um, I want, can we, can we? I'll figure it out this weekend because there is a mic input. Because so how many be times to, have I come to you? And I'm just yelling. Hey! You're, you're yelling in the corner about weed gummies. <laughs> Noted, I enjoy having you as a part of it. It means I have to talk to and look at Jim less, which is always a bonus for me. This is, I think we need to, we can, I, I, I want to get make you, we need, we need a third mic. We can make something. And it doesn't mean Evan's going to be co-hosting, but I like Evan's one-liners. I like Evan's laughter. I like being able to ask Evan slot machine and weed-centric questions. These are all important things. I bet today the, the casinos downtown Detroit are bumping with people on weed gummies at the Well, here's the slots. question. Here's the question I had to ask you. 
Why did I not receive a text for the family Turkey Day parlay? All right, so we went to that restaurant, like I was saying, um, a 16-person table, which ended up just being a square. So it was done kind of cool. Oh, my. We built the parlay. I thought I sent... I have this problem where I'll send a text message, quote-unquote, but I never press send. I'll just, like, type it out. So during the Lions game, we had Gibbs over. We had Montgomery touchdown. J-Mo over 25 yards. St. Brown over six and a half catches. We're rolling. So I'm about to text you like, dude, all we need is one more catch from Dobbs. And like four yards. So a catch essentially would have gotten it. And then I'm like, oh, I never even sent the parlay. So maybe I'm not going to rub this in his face. I would have been so angry had you texted me, bro, it's about to hit. (laughs) And my response would be, what is? I didn't get invited. That's that's why I was like. So I gave you the idea for the family roundtable parlay. I don't get the text, (laughs) and you almost false texted me. This shit's about to pop. I was like, we'll talk tomorrow. What was that, like plus 5,000? Because we also put in two plays from the 49er game that hit as well. It would have been plus like 6,032 or something. I would have been, A, I would have been stressed out begging for Romeo Dobbs, who, by the way, he, he had dropped, that drop. He dropped the slant pattern. Yes, I know. That would have put it over. I'm Thank actually, you, Dobbs. You know what? I'm glad it didn't hit yeah. because I wasn't invited. <laughs> I know. That's I what I I would have been livid. I'm sitting there telling Ashley, she's like, so what do you need to happen? And I'm telling her, and she's like, well, why did you guys want to, like, root on a Packer player? And I'm like, that's your brother. That is your brother, your blood, that wanted that. Ashley, do you want a free Christmas tree? (laughs) We would have had a couple Christmas trees. I was... (laughs) We would have been living in a Christmas tree forest. I'm so... I'm partially angry. I'm partially sad. I'm partially happy. I would have been giving them out to anybody that needed one at that point. You get a tree. (laughs) Um, Now, you had one question for me, and then we can get into the board. In yours... Uh, your Thanksgiving episode, you guys talked about all this different stuff that you do. And and one big thing for you was not being able to bring the food items that you want because your mom has it down the way that she does it. Which oh, yeah. I understand. But you said that you had a sacrificial lamb this, this year in your new brother-in-law. You're like, he's new. Yeah. He doesn't really ruffle feathers. Oh, no, no, no. Could you and did you convince him to ask him about the steaks that you wanted? Well, we ran into a bit of a snag. Was he not going? I was made aware 24 hours prior, neither he nor my sister would be at Thanksgiving. Oh, did they, they get stuck going to his side? They uh, they had a dear friend of theirs whose uh, parent, father, passed away shortly after my sister's wedding. So they decided they were going to spend Thanksgiving they actually flew out to Minnesota to be with her. Yeah. And, you know, look. He still could have made the call for you. Listen, don't worry. We're going to have that conversation. (laughs) He only, he bought himself a reprieve. He's going to be the guy who has to lay on hand grenade next year. Yeah, because it's, and once they tell you that, like, hey, we're not going, you're like, ah, I I can't have you do this. Right, I lost my out. I lost my out. I was just curious. So was there anything, did you slip anything into the oven that shouldn't have been there? No, and I'm going to tell you something. major breakthrough. It was the most enjoyable turkey I've ever had. It was awesome. I went back three times yesterday. Okay, I had one plate. Seriously. (laughs) But no, my mom changed up how the turkey gets done. She didn't buy the whole turkey. Just bought parts? She bought bought four five-pound 
turkey breasts. So they okay. separate the breast from the bone, mm -hmm. and you can roast it like a chicken, basically. Mm. Keeps it juicier. Mm. You, the, the seasoning is better. Your house doesn't stink like rancid STD herpes bird. It, it actually, I had two very nice slices of the turkey. It's gravy. the most I've ever eaten. I love the gravy, the mashed potatoes. My, well, look, that's the key. My mom's cooking is lights out. Like, she made a sweet potato mash with a candied pecan and brown sugar topping. Oof. Yeah, my Just unbelievable. She made these, like, little hot dogs that were wrapped in bacon and that were kind of, like, candied. Wait, a hot dog wrapped in bacon like, covered in sugar? Yeah, it was. Was Wilford Brimley at dude, your holiday? so good. Pilfering diabetes equipment. <laughs> what yeah, on it was earth? Me. They were so good. I've never had that before. I was blown away. See, the, I'll tell you the highlight. My, my other sister made the best spinach artichoke dip I have ever had. Ever. Later in my life have I really started to enjoy that. Ever. Ever. I don't like the big chunky artichokes nope. that you get once in a while. She used the pulse button on the food processor. Oh, so instead of quartering them and you're pulling out, you know, like artichokes, it's like human brain. I mean, it's like, what is this? <laughs> like, it was Evan. Absolutely dippable. No, it was oh. flawless. It, I told her it's the best thing she's ever made. Pops fall asleep after the meal? No, my dad was actually, my dad was angry that the Lions didn't win because he had them in a parlay. Um, <laughs> I love your dad's parlay. Then we. Do they ever hit? No. Did, did one hit this year? Yes. Okay, good one. for him. Um, then he was upset because State lost to Arizona. We turned that oh. on when they were down three. Mm -hmm. They go up three. Mm -hmm. Then it's a 10-0 run. Mm. Then we're all looking at each other like, why did we even turn this I on? I don't know. I don't know. It was, at least they were in nice weather. I don't give a <laughs> shit. So um, but overall, lovely holiday. But my issue with Thanksgiving is the following. It's not long enough. Well, no, you're just immensely tired. You're exhausted. I feel like death today, and I did nothing but eat yesterday. Right, and for... <laughs> like, I feel hungover, yeah, I didn't and have, this body hasn't had booze in it, and I don't know how long. No, I didn't have a cocktail. I didn't have any of that yesterday. I didn't want any of it. It just wasn't it. I mean, I tried to rifle a double espresso after dinner to be functional for, for the night for games. It? Oh, I, I, I hammered it. Oh. See, I did do something I never do, and then we'll get to the picks. I'm not a big dessert guy. I love it. I'm not. I'd rather just have an extra piece of pizza or an extra piece of meat or whatever. My my wife made. Do you know what pumpkin roll is? Yes. Okay. It, it's kind of, it's literally a roll and there's cream in it. Evan, right in she's between the layers. Such layer. a good baker. And she makes things from scratch. Like the cake portion of the pumpkin roll was so moist. Mm. It was unbelievable. But then the filling, it's that cream cheese spiced. Filling. I don't call it frosting because it's no, not. No, it's not. It's it's a filling, like Evan, you said. I had a slice of that. Oh, it sounds so good. And it was great in the moment, but it it made me want to fall asleep and never want to wake up again. I was just <laughs> like, I can't, I can't be here right now. This is not what I do. It was so good though. But it's worth it for one day. Is it as I'm trying to stay awake for <laughs> Seattle and San Francisco with one eye open? <laughs> Luckily, the game was kind of a dog, but I know. I know. That dude for Dallas, those six interception returns this year. It's or five, five whatever five. it is. NFL but. record, five pick sixes. I it's why I couldn't get there with the commanders. I didn't want to lay the points. I didn't want to take the points. He Dallas at home is a freight train. More touchdowns than any Chiefs receiver has this year. 
Think about that for a moment. He also has more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts has in his NFL career. It's like, what is going on? And, like, I think back to, what, Dion with either the 49ers or the Cowboys. And, and for some reason, I thought that he had so many that year. It just must have seemed that way. But what this guy's doing is is absolutely unbelievable. Well, it's a once-in-a-lifetime year because it, it, there is a lot of luck to Absolute, it. Absolutely. Well, skill. then he had to break tackles yesterday sure. and miss tackles. and Yeah, no, look, there is skill. Don't get it wrong. Um, but there there is a bit of luck, too, okay? You have to be right place, right time. But you also, look, pick sixes. I mean, this is something the greatest corners in, in the league have never done. This is, it's insane to me. It, it really is. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to deal makers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. then did, did you have a take at all on the Lions? I'm sure you're going to talk about it on your show. But I'm livid. So livid. my only question that comes out of that game, a lot of people are starting to say that this team is flatlined and can't get it. That what we saw at the beginning of the year is not what we're going to see at the end. Do you agree with that or do you think Possible. that they figure it out? Because no, Dan mean, Campbell, I mean, listen. the fake punt, like, unbelievable. All right, I'm not going to go nuts because here's the deal. When people... People do cartwheels over the risks that he takes when when they work. Sure, but you don't you, get to get angry. You've never really been a fan of him in general, though. Right? No, I, I I don't I don't understand a lot of the things he does. Like, how are you down fifteen with tons of time left? You got to take the field goal there. You yes. got to get down twelve. He didn't do it. The fake punt on my own twenty-one. I mean, I'm sorry. There's just no scenario outside of fourth and an inch where I'm ever doing it. And at that point, I would tell you, why would I be faking a punt? I'd be doing a tush push. It just look. I also want to give him some grace in this regard. Fake punts, what most people don't understand is there's a check on the field. Yeah. Your players get a certain look. They can override the call, and you check into your fake. I am wondering, and I don't think he will ever throw players under the bus, but I am wondering if the person who makes that call on the field misidentified the look that they got. Because they... You see it sometimes when teams fake punts, and, and, and they'll show you the highlight, and it's a misalignment on the coverage, or the ends get pinched inside. So now 
You're not doing what's called a reach block. You're not running a stretch play to reach block a guy. You're just simply turning to your left, punching him in the face, and I've sealed the corner. That wasn't the case. The blocks they were being asked to make, the coverage by Green Bay was already wide. If anything, it would have been a fake up the middle. Right. It wasn't any of it. Something went wrong there. But my overall, did Dan Campbell have a good day? No. No. Um, this defense, people want to blame, you know, Jerry Jacobs. Okay. People want to blame the secondary. Fine enough. If you have no pass rush, you have one choice. It's the truth. If you have no pass rush, you have to ask yourself, is the risk of getting burned and giving up 400 yards passing greater than the reward of making Jordan Love make pressured throws and make off-platform throws? Why Aaron Glenn largely decides to stay in a four-man rush, drop seven, I don't have that answer. I'm not smart enough to give it to you. Yeah. I can just tell you what I watched yesterday overall. The first two drives were my real problem. The defense tightened up as the day went along. Jared got fumbling, and that turning into a touchdown. Dan Campbell going for it on his own 20 or whatever it was, turning into a touchdown. I don't put that on the defense. That's 15 points that the defense, in my world, did not give up. Now, the biggest problem for this team, they have been, are now, and until I see legitimate personnel changes, they are a running football team. Yes, that needs to be able to use play-action passing to, to create explosives. The issue was Jared Goff was bad and the offensive line was worse. He was pressured on over half of his dropbacks. That is completely unsustainable for any quarterback to have any amount of success. Yeah, Rashawn Gary just had a field day up. And that's he, on Taylor Decker. It Evan. totally that's, is. That's a guy who's supposed to be one of the best left tackles in the league. But all day, Kenny Clark blowing up your guards, blowing up Ragnow. It, it all day, Goff was under duress. Yeah. We know what Goff is. He can't perform under pressure that way. He's not, you know, oh, well, the, then I don't want to pay him. Fine. Then who is available that's also a legitimate upgrade? Yeah, you can't make him be something that he's not. No, scrambling but he's got to stop with the turnovers, Evan. And he's got well, to stop. It's what we were talking about, just the fact that if you're going to scramble in in – it seems like when he scrambles, it's almost guaranteed that that ball is going to get knocked out. Just take the sack. Yeah. Or, 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 you know what? You don't need that extra yard. Go down. Correct. Get to the line of scrimmage. And you know what they say? What, what's the famous thing? As long as the drive ends in a kick, it was a success. Whether it's a punt, field yeah. goal, whatever it might be. I agree with you totally. But no, it was a horrible day. It was a total nightmare. Um, I feel awful for the fans. Yeah, I, I just, feel bad for the fans that paid that premium to go to that game. <laughs> it's largely why going to games is not worth it, but we could save that for another time. Yep. All right, let's get to the board brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, and make every moment more That's and right. whatever, whatever lines Jim likes to use. Um, I ran down a few games. Uh, we gave you a winner with the Egg Bowl, gave you a winner with the Niners, gave you a loser with the Lions. So, what did you think about him coming out on an ATV? I thought it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Because he didn't really come out on the ATV. And how does coming out on oh, you're talking about Mississippi State's head coach. Yes. How does coming out on an ATV teach these players a lesson adversity. about life lessons and adversity? Here's a seven thousand dollar mini car that nobody really needs, but I'm gonna ride out on it oh, just and to show you how fun fact. It came out after the game. He had never ridden an ATV before. You could tell. And he looked scared for his life. Okay. I just wanted to ask about that because I'm like watching it. I'm like, why is he on an ATV right now? The whole thing was absurd. 
Okay, patently absurd. Um, but I gave you the picks. We got a couple of Black Friday picks that by the time you hear this, you will have had to have heard the Thursday uh, episode. Yep. So let me run down the games that we haven't talked about. I want to bring up a ode to cookies. Ooh. I want to bring up something he might be upset that I'm doing. But too bad. You're in paradise and you're letting everyone know it. Monkey man. And I don't. Yeah, he's putting little spider monkeys on his head and taking <laughs> pictures. And I just don't understand why Jim does the things he does. But here's what we're going to do. It is an ode to Jim Costa. And it is the Costa Lock. I oh, am offering a Costa Lock. This is the universe speaking. I want to offer you Central Michigan University plus 10 and a half as they host Toledo. And you go, why on earth would this be on here? Well, let me tell you, my friends. I want to tell you why. <laughs> I'm curious myself. Actually, Evan, we can't. Oh, no. It's a noon kick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Can't give it out. I got to cross it but off. But if the you list. were going to, you were actually going to I was going to cost a lock his Chippewas yeah. because Toledo has nothing to play for. McElwain, they're playing for some form of bowl rally. Can they figure it out and just play at a normal time for once, Central? Come on, Mac. Well, if this hits post-haste, I'm going to feel terrible, and I won't count it for the record. Yep, I won't all. count it for the record, but CMU would have been the play. Um, let's do this. Let me make sure I don't have any of these other Black Friday games we can't play. Um, no, and we already talked about Iowa, I Nebraska. can't give out the TCU game either. Now, let me ask you this That's about noon. Nebraska, Iowa, only because we had talked about it and it is noon. And while you're listening to this, the game's going to be going on. But just the fact that that spread went down another point and a half and it's 24 and a half. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely asinine that people are hammering it so much that they got to be like, well, we got to drop it. People this. are going to bet it until the game goes over. Jeez. People are betting them left and right and making money on it. And I can't hate on it. Um, all right, so let's do this. Let's go delivery of the week. We'll get the Saturday game done. And then I'll double back to some of the other picks. Delivery of the week brought to you by Hungry Howie's, the official pizza of Cash the Ticket, flavored cross pizza of Cash the Ticket. It's Michigan laying three and a half to Ohio State. So what do we do with this? Now, look. A, I'm fascinated. The loser of this game is going to face a wrath. It, it's, it's a, I, don't, I almost don't have an adjective for it. Jim Harbaugh not there. Michigan loses. Doesn't matter whether it's right, real, or otherwise. Everything they've accomplished the last three years will be invalidated. Yeah, That's, instantly. You don't have to like it. I'm telling you how America's going to react. You can do whatever you want. Ryan Day loses. You will have lost to Michigan three straight years, which is a way to get fired at OSU. You will have lost to Sharon Moore, not Jim Harbaugh. And all of your talk about this is a tough team. We're physical team. Where's, Where's Lou Holtz? Holtz? I want to fight him. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm nervous watching this game, and my team's not even involved. Isn't it crazy? Just because, obviously, we're here. Uh, your history with the Michigan Wolverines is just flatly not being a fan and them underachieving largely your entire career in the great state of Michigan. Yep. Let's be honest. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's so crazy to me because you can't really say when Michigan, you know, they're the equal to Ohio state. And then you mentioned Ryan day could lose three games in a row to this school, lose his job. Those would be the only three big 10 losses he has in his career as a head coach. But yet Jim Harbaugh lost five in a row and they still champion this man. Yeah. It would have been six in a row if they played in 2020. Yeah, the COVID Let's year. be honest. Sure. And 
It's just crazy. You can't say that you're the same because their goal is the national title. And I understand the last two years, Michigan's goal has been the same. And it usually is the goal, but it was a realistic goal for them. But you're right. The moment that if Ohio State wins at 3.30 on Saturday afternoon, the national media, other than the Desmond Howards and Rich Eisens of this world, are going to say exactly what you did. That what you did over the last three years meant nothing at all. I, I wonder if it's going to mean anything no matter what happens here. Well, it, it, I still it will don't to think the there's fan, any like way Harbaugh's about. back. I still think they're going to get hammered. And... Okay, so this this is also talked about a lot. I thought Sharon Moore against Maryland made some questionable choices on fourth down. He's hyper-conservative. How much is not having Harbaugh actually going to matter on that sideline on Saturday? It's a great question. I mean, look, if we look at the Michigan perspective, they've been very conservative the last few weeks. Now, if you want to buy narrative that J.J.'s playing with one leg and, you know, blindfolded, Fine. I, I, don't, I don't see that. I see a kid who, A, they can't pass protect. Mm-hmm. B, first read's not there. A lot of happy feet. I don't know what that has to do with an injury. Is he healthy? Did he turn a corner this week? Or is this just what he is in a post-Stallions era or in a post-Harbaugh era? Now, you want me to give you value for Harbaugh. He has that wacky relationship with him. The confidence, the Maybe on the shoulder pads beforehand. Maybe. And when, when I've looked at U of M here the last couple of weeks, it's very conservative. Now, can they really line up and just bully Ohio State again? I don't think they can. I, I haven't been overly impressed with their run game. I don't, if you would have asked Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards at the beginning of this year, if either would have been shy of a thousand yards going into this game, they, I think they both would have looked at you and said, you're absolutely crazy right now. I mean, Blake Edwards is their leading rusher with 800 and I think it's 88 yards, something along Blake those lines. Edwards, or did you just combine Blake, the two? I mean, might as well, because Donovan Edwards, he doesn't have a place on this offense, which is so weird to me that he was so good last year. But that might go with the post-Stallions. If you know there's a blitz or whatever it might be, yeah. that helps out a player like him. Look, we're gonna, we'll, we'll find out some of it because they've, they've largely had the perfect answer for what OSU's wanted to do. I mean, last year's game, when you go back to it, of, of their like 500 yards, do you know that 382 yards came from six plays? That's absolutely crazy. But when you, like one of them was the Donovan Edwards like 70-yard touchdown run where he wasn't touched. OSU was bringing an interior pressure. They had like this perfect call that was going to be an off-tackle run. Could be happenstance. Could it be part of the cheating scandal? The point is you ask those questions, and it's not unfair to ask a question. I look at this now, and I go, all right. If they're going to get conservative and lean on their defense, that's fine. I go to the Ohio State side, and I go, all right. Can I trust Kyle McCord? I don't. But then I go, all right, he went to Notre Dame, and he played against Penn State, and he had to make throws. Yeah, J.J. The- didn't have to make throws to beat Penn State. So I go, am I just slandering McCord? Could McCord actually be serviceable in this game, considering he has the single best player in college football, Marvin Harrison? Yeah, well, I think that they have a great receiving core in, in Eubanks and then Stover and 
And what Henderson, Abuka. yeah, and what Henderson brings out, I mean, he is their quorum and Edwards in one, in my opinion, because he can catch the ball out of the backfield, but he's he's a lightning bolt when he gets loose. And my question is going to be the biggest thing out of this game is going to be quarterback play. I think that 100% the quarterback is going to have to win this game for either side. Now, McCord, even though his stats have looked good, even against Minnesota, he forced a couple throws. Right. But you'll see that out of J.J. as well. I think both these quarterbacks, when flustered, it's going to be the one that makes the bigger mistake. You want the X factor. It's a guy who wasn't ready for last year's game. He wasn't healthy middle of this year, but he looks healthy right now it's Travion Henderson yes can Ohio State and I don't think it'll be any form of consistent four and a half five yards of carry no it's can they hit and crease a couple of those big runs like you saw Penn State in moments they were close close can Travion Henderson on the ground create a few plays make Michigan accountable to it I don't have look if you're wondering, if you hear Evan and I talking, I don't have a play on this game. What's my rule? The best games to watch are often the worst games to bet. There's no value in this line. And do I think it could be a three-point game? Sure. Yeah. Sure I do. I just, I can't place a bet on this game. I well, can't. And then if you look at Ohio State, when they were beating Michigan on the regular, they had a star running back. Whether it was Ezekiel Elliott or J.K. Dobbins, that's how they won those games. And you're going to see the stat today. You're going to see the stat on Saturday that the last 21 games have won by the, the leading rushing total. Right. And yada. I think this is going to be a different game in that regard. I really, really do. That, yes, it might come down at the end to 110 to 108 or something like yep. that. But I don't think you're going to see a 200-yard rushing performance out of either team. Look, if it happens, if Michigan bullies Ohio State all over the field, and again, this Michigan O-line is not as good as last year. No, it's Barnhart not. on the right-hand side is really struggling. And even if Henderson's healthy, he's no good. Their tackles are a problem. If they bully Ohio State, I mean, you're talking about questions about Ryan Day. Questions about Jim Knowles, who, you know, again, you, you don't go out and poach a high-priced defensive coordinator to come in and get bullied two years in a row. I'm going to be fascinated. Can Ohio State stop Michigan on standard downs with their base defense? Right. Because last year, when Jim Knowles started bringing zero-cover run That's blitzes, when it went bad. Michigan had the perfect counters. Cornelius Johnson wide open. Loveland wide open. I got to see it. Your job, if you're Ohio State, is get Michigan into third and six or longer, and your pass rushers, JT Tuomolo, and the, the, the your job is to make Michigan throw the ball in passing downs. Because right here, right now, Roman Wilson's banged up. He'll play. He's banged up. They don't have these amazing perimeter weapons no and like morgan has been nice for them over the last couple of weeks and he's a speedster and you have to get him in space but ohio state's main safety his name is is, is escaping me right now but i think he's going to be a big big factor for for the buckeyes and and like you said i mean obviously i know where my bias wants me to pick and everything but i would never place a dollar on no. this game because nope. i think this is the most evenly matched these teams have been in the last 15 years just watch the game enjoy the game that's it um all right picks rivalry weekend i got a couple for you uh i already gave you a few the other day but now let's go florida getting six and a half against florida state i want to talk about this game because look i understand being south of a touchdown is very risky. 
and Florida, Graham Mertz is out. You know what? I actually think it helps him a little bit. This kid they brought in last week, he was scampering all over the place. If you're familiar with Billy Napier's offense when he was at Louisiana Lafayette, constant RPOs. And whether it was Levi Lewis, whether it was Chandler Fields, whether it was, they always, everything was RPO, 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 RPO. What does Graham Mertz not do? RPO. RPO. I look at Florida State and the backup, Rodenheiser, Rodenhammer, whatever his Very name is. Very tall and lean young yeah, white well, man. Well, it's not Jordan <laughs> Travis. No. And I think that is just an incalculable difference, not in-game. Not in a game you're facing North Alabama. I'm talking about, all right, now the reality sets in, this is my guy. Could you just throw a bunch of 50-50 balls to Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman and maybe get home? Sure. It's a rivalry game. Napier's up against it. There are whispers about him on the hot seat, which I think would be absurd because it's year two and he's got a top five recruiting class. I actually like Florida in this game. I actually like the points. I think FSU, Jordan Travis is the soul of that team. And at this point, look, I'm being honest with you. I can't put them in the playoff. I know that's a terrible thing to say. How dare you? They won their games. Guys, you don't have a quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. And I would just wonder, would an undefeated Florida State team not get in over like a one-loss Ohio State or Michigan? If the CFP is basing this on the four best teams, how could Florida State be one of the best teams when they have a backup borderline walk-on QB? And you know what? And, and Bobby I'm Sensenhauser. And I'm rooting for is. that chaos. I really, really am. Because that's that's why next year the 12-team playoff Evan, is very important. The but. best four teams. Here's my problem. And I'm so glad Jim isn't here because I don't want to have this argument. The best four teams in America are crystal clear to me. It's crystal clear. It's not even close. It's Georgia. Yep. It's Alabama. It's whoever wins the Big Ten. Yep. And it's Oregon. Those are your four best teams. In, in Washington. Yeah, can like Washington. I'm, I'm glad he's on vacation because Washington had a 29% win expectancy in that game. They had no business winning that game. It yeah. was complete luck bullshit. But they would have to beat Oregon again, right? In the Pac 12. Yeah, title they're not game. going to do and that. Obviously, I don't think they are either, but that would be the only difference. But, but I agree with I you. I think those are the four best teams. And what's going to going to kind of suck because if if Bama does lose to Georgia they're out completely because they have that second loss yep. and and still nothing with Texas right <laughs> they're they're done to you no I mean they've got an outside shot of getting this yeah. done and going but I don't think they're a playoff team Sarkeesian scares me Jonathan Brooks their best back out for the year and three times this season I have watched them blow a 20-point lead and put themselves in a in a game where the opponents got the ball with a chance to beat them that's not elite I mean, Texas is back if you go 12 and 1 and win the Big 12. And 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 that's 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 where I stopped it. I didn't bet them to win the national title. I bet them to win the Big 12. Yeah. And I bet them to beat Alabama. Okay? They're back. But I don't think they're I don't think they're a playoff team. Okay. I they're don't. They're back. They're just not. I just think there. Steve Sarkeesian's a functioning moron. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Florida plus six and a half. You want a rat game? I, I gave it to you right here. Love it. You 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 got to bet the unbettable. Auburn plus 13 and a half in the Iron Bowl. Oh, God. After we just talked about them being one of the best teams in the country. Gotta do it. Let's take Peyton Thorne. Let's, let's take Auburn off a 31-10 home loss that they paid New Mexico State $1.85 million to administer. You got to take 13 and a half here. Look, I, it, Bama's really, really good. But two touchdowns good. I've seen worse Auburn teams win this game. 
No, you're right about that. For some reason, War Eagle steps up in that game. It's a rivalry game. I think Auburn can hold up against the ground a little bit. They clearly were looking ahead last week. That's why I think this number is 13 and a half, not nine and a half. I'm not laying two touchdowns in a rivalry game. That's why I wouldn't bet Oregon tonight against Oregon State, even though Oregon State might be out of gas, even though Jonathan Smith might be leaving the whole bit. Um, I just can't lay the two touchdowns in a big, heated rivalry spot. And if you're Auburn coming off that loss, everyone telling you what pieces of human garbage you are. Yeah, you should be pissed. You should have all the motivation in the world. So how, how do you battle adversity, right? That's what every coach says. How do you battle adversity? I take the 13 and a half. I will give you a total I really like. We always do the friendship total. Ooh. Let me give it to you here since Jim is not here. We're going to the old oak and bucket. I don't even know what that is. Indiana, Purdue. Ugh. <laughs> That's a rivalry game. We're going over 54. Evan, this total looks elevated. Purdue with injury concerns all over the place, especially a quarterback. Hudson Card was out last week. Indiana, I mean, Michigan State held them to 21 points. Why is this total 54? When something looks high, you go higher. When something looks low, you go lower. It is our friendship total of the week. I've been doing this all year. We've been doing well on these totals. Yeah, We're going over 54 in the battle for the old Oaken bucket. So I think with what you're saying with the question mark at quarterback, they're they're looking for slop and slop to score. That's right. And I don't hate it. We're gonna send Tom Allen out a winner. Oh God. That guy. He's he, gone. He he goes from being one of the hottest coaches in America a couple of years ago, what, 2020 with Penix and everything to yes. can't even hold yes. his own job at a place that really has never been good at football. Which is wild. So let me do this before we get out of here. I've already given you three NFL picks this week. Those are on the prior episodes. My NFL picks have been bad the last two weeks. And frankly, I would stay away from these. But if you want them, you got them. These are low spreads, too. All the big ones got out of the way. Mm-hmm. Texans catching two from the Jags at home. Texans already beat them once. I know that's a tough spot. This is a matchup for me. Texans pass rush and D'Amico Ryans as a defensive genius versus a Jaguar offensive line that is bad, and a very uneven Trevor Lawrence. Will Anderson is winning at a ridiculous clip. Pass rush win rate. They, they are, the Texans are really good. And here's the other thing. At the start of the year, I would have told you, Trevor Lawrence has a huge advantage going against a rookie in C.J. Stroud. He doesn't. C.J. Stroud's not a rookie. And C.J. Stroud's at home as a short dog. His relationship with Tank Dell. It's wild. He's the he's the guy that they like lobbied to pick up, yep, right? Yep. Tank Dell out of Houston. Uh local kid, local product. And uh Nico Collins and just look, it's gross, but this game's for first place in the division. And we joked about it the last couple of weeks. Texans are outside shot at playoffs here. It's, outside shot. They're gonna have like the greatest two first round picks. Of all time. That's going to really set up their their franchise. And, you know, that's what the Bears should be looking at right. when they, they do the same thing. But I'm going to take the Texans plus the two. I don't trust the Jags. I you know, don't. I just keep always going back to before the draft when they were talking about C.J. Stroud at low test scores. And he's like, I'm not a test taker. I'm a football player. And that's exactly what he's been doing. He's been incredible. Yeah. And he can make every throw on the field. Listen, he can move enough to get out of pressure. If they win this game... They're, they're right in line 
to compete for this division. Yeah, seven and four. I'm gonna take him getting the two. All right. Uh, and then Atlanta. It's unbettable versus Oof. unbettable. New Orleans is a road favorite. We've given you the stats before. Dennis Allen, Derek Carr, the numbers are awful. Why is this spread so low? Desmond Ritter back under center for Atlanta. This is, this is as terrible as it gets, but the line just doesn't make any sense. Why is New Orleans not laying a field goal? I don't have the answer, and I'm not going to fight it. And I'm also not going to tell people to do crazy things like bet the Giants or bet, you know, bet Carolina. I can't. This is the other play. I'm going to take Atlanta here. The number don't look right. It's a team we don't trust on the road. Derek Carr has been awful. Give me Atlanta getting a point and a half. Let me throw two at you and just get sure. your opinion. Happy on to do it. Your Browns banged up. I know. I take the Browns. Against the Broncos. The Broncos are given a point and a half. I would take the Browns in that game. I Look, here's the thing. Denver's turned around their defense, yet they're the worst tackling team in the league statistically. Yeah, Very Russell, bizarre to me. And Russell Wilson has started playing a little bit more like the Russell Wilson that we knew three years ago. The problem, look last week. They were 3-0 in the turnover battle mm -hmm. and five field goals. Their red zone is terrible. They take terrible penalties. Um, it would be a Browns lean. It just didn't make my board. What else? Uh, the other game, I, I think it's going to have the biggest national appeal too, are the Bills and Eagles. The Eagles are giving three at home to the yeah. Bills. And... Quite frankly, the Bills just have not been what they have in the last few years, and that goes to your stat about Josh Allen always turning the ball over. Let's have but some shouldn't fun. that number have been a little bit bigger, in your opinion? No. No, just because it is, it is Josh Allen, it is the Bills. I, I was, At any given time that they can go out there yeah. and look phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I... Look, my issue with the Bills is twofold. It's turnovers, and it's the line of scrimmage. The Eagles are going to dominate them up front both ways. That doesn't mean the Bills can't win. But offensive line, defensive line. And then you get into Josh Allen's turnovers. I got a real hard time betting that team going on the road. I think if, if I was looking at something for Sunday, what about over 48? With that game? Yep. Yeah, I like that. Over 48? Absolutely. I mean, I don't think... Both teams are going to have to score. And I don't think you're going to see a lot of stops. I so I'll go over 48, Matt. We can do 30 that. 30 to 24 game. I think it's going to be something along those lines. All right. And then after watching what we saw on Thursday night, you saw the Lions lose. You yeah. saw the 49ers win. You saw what the Eagles did last week to the Chiefs. Who is the best team in the NFC? Is it the Eagles? Is it the 49ers? Because the Niners. that pass rush... I know Chase Young hasn't doesn't have the stats or anything Since, like I, that. But here's the thing. Since acquiring Young, mm -hmm. you know how many sacks they have in three like weeks? 15. 15 sacks in three weeks since acquiring Chase Young. And what's the story? Defense travels? Yeah. And, and they're Dude, scary. They're linebackers. They're the best team in the NFL. Okay. I was, they're the best and, team in the NFC. I was really hoping they were going to fall apart, but they're healthy now. And you don't do what they did last night to playoff teams. You don't. And they just throttled them. It was never in question. They hit them. They hit them with a tank. Geno Smith must have been thinking, you know what? Maybe this and was it's a Purdy game. Purdy only off. throwing for 170 yards. He threw a pick. It doesn't matter. That's why I don't have respect for Purdy. Look how good that <clears> team is. <throat> he played totally average football. Oh wow, he had a throw to Ayuk. Yeah, the throw was schemed up after they pounded their way down the field. Yeah, because perfect play action. You hit an open receiver. What do you want? A fucking cookie? Christian McCaffrey is. <laughs> Dude, that one-off tackle play they had, and he sees Trent Williams blocking his man. He goes, you know what? I'm just going to jump cut inside In Trent, then jump cut back outside. 
He's so it's unbelievable, unbelievably great at what it's he unbelievable. does, and and you can't stop him. No, you know it's coming. I know, and there's nothing you can do. Makes about me it. sick. All right, so here's your board. Um, I'm not going to list the games I've already given out because those are on the prior episodes. Records are tabulated. Uh, I can't give you a couple that I am going to play, but Black Sorry. Friday noon kick. Sorry, I'm going to give you a Florida. Plus six and a half. I'll give you Auburn plus 13 and a half. I'll give you over 54 for the friendship total of the week, Indiana Purdue. Give you the Texans getting two, over 48 Buffalo Philly, and give you Atlanta plus one and a half. That's the board. We return Monday. Cookies back. Sun no tan. Hopefully he has a better attitude. And <laughs> gonna be pastier than when he left. <laughs> you know what we have to get ready for. We're gonna have conference championship weekend. And oh. then, then. My least favorite episodes of the year. Bolapalooza. Oh, yeah. Us trying to navigate who's opting out, who's opting in, who cares about the game. Who has a new bowl. What is this bowl game? How is this team here? Why has my life been reduced to this? We will do it. We'll cover every single it's bowl awesome. game. I love it. Because um, you know what? Oh, that's nice. Because so many people will go and be like, I don't know anything about this game. At least you'll have some information, right? And then you bet a team, and the best player is in sweats two minutes before kickoff. He's opted out. What about, it's kind of like uh, the defense alignment for Illinois, who's playing in their final game, but not their bowl game. And I'm like, well, all right. He already opted for the NFL. Tremendous. All right, that's the episode. Rate, review, subscribe. We will talk to you back to full strength next week.